Military life can feel overwhelming, especially during deployment seasons. At Team Pillar, we believe that a little peace of mind can go a long way. That's why we're proud that the 2021 Pillar Retreat Playback is sponsored by USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York. USAA Life facilitates members' financial security through a range of products and services, including life insurance policies with several benefits specialized for military families at no additional cost. Because wondering about your family's financial future doesn't need to be on your deployment to-do list. You can learn more about USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York at usaa.com pillar. Hi, my name is Michelle Bowler from thewainingwarriors.com and the Waiting Warriors podcast, and I am so honored to have been invited to speak this year about helping our children cope with the deployment cycle. Now, deployment cycle can be broken down into many different things, and there is so much information that I want to give out to you, but I only have 10 minutes, so I'm going to talk fast. I'm going to go through things fast, but on my website, thewainingwarriors.com, I'm going to have a whole page with um, more resources for you, more in-depth things, more actionable things you can do with each step to really help you. I just only have so much time to say it out loud here, but we're going to give you kind of this overview basis, and then you can go there. Um, now, my family, a little bit about us, we, my husband and I, Austin, got married just over nine years ago. We kind of quickly enlisted into the army and started our family all at the same time. Uh, he was act or reserves for six years and then went active duty and is a chaplain in the army. At the same time, we have an eight-year-old, seven-year-old, five and two-year-old, all daughters. And our little baby James is in heaven. Um, so with army and military and family, I all, I kind of, threw myself into all of it at the same time, but I was a strong woman who could tough it out and could grit it out, right? Well, that worked for a few years with a lot of school and separations. And then we found ourselves about four years in um, where the army said that my husband had to go away for like three and a half months, I think. And he, we were at the time living in Utah. He had to go to South Carolina. We could not come with him. And we were portioned so I could never go see him because it was so expensive. But that left me home alone with three kids under four years old, which was really hard. And my kids started to struggle with their dad being gone. And they were that struggle was manifesting in ways that they had not done before. And I didn't know what to do. And I lost it. I lost the steam in my engine. I lost myself. And I sat in that for a while until I just really, really broke down. And it got to the point where I realized that grit and toughing out the hard wasn't going to get me to a place where we were a thriving family and I was a thriving self. It wasn't going to work. So I set out to learn more from military spouses, which is how the Waiting Warriors podcast started, which is why I love Pillar Retreat so much because it's learning from each other all the more. And I really wanted to implement the things that we were learning as Austin was studying to help military families cope. So through all that studying and that longing to help my own kids um, really thrive during deployments, I've kind of honed it down to four things. 
for coping with the deployment for my kids. The first is that as a family, we have to normalize the emotions. The second for the pre-deployment, we need to help them set expectations and goals for what's going to happen. During deployment, we need to really build up intentional coping and support systems. And then during reintegration, us as parents need to let the kids go at their pace at rebuilding the relationship with the service member and how our family is going to work. Now, with normalizing emotions, this is really hard, especially for someone like me who is not necessarily emotionally intelligent and had to learn a lot about coping with emotions for myself. But there are two really important things that I want you to remember of why this is so important. The first is normalizing the emotions of what they are going through is how you will help your kids healthily cope with what's going on. And second, it helps you remember as a parent and helps you be the better solo parent of all the whys. Why are they regressing in their potty training? Why are their attitudes so high? Why are they so attached to me? Why are their emotions so high in these ways that I was not expecting? The why is the deployment. The deployment and separations bring up so many high and intense feelings for your children and for you that just don't come up other ways. And it's unlike anything else, but for healthy, healthy coping, if you create a space for your kids to really openly and honestly communicate with you, then you can see where they're at. They can verbally let it all out and then you can figure out how to process through it. That is so important, but it's also so important that they feel like they can let it out. And you do that by being that example for them. So how we do it is in two ways. We have formal and then informal conversations with our kids. The formal, we like to call family councils. We get our family all together and we talk about things with stuff in the military. We um, talk about what's going to go on, but then how we are feeling about it, how my service member is feeling about it, how I'm feeling about it. And then we give them the floor for your little kids. This will probably mean um, teaching them the words for different emotions. Um, sometimes it's uh, it looks like um, me saying something like, you know, when I act this way, it's because I feel this way. Is that how you're feeling, honey? And then let them say yes or no. And you just continue. It takes some fishing. It's hard when they're two, three, four, even eight, they're still learning the difference between flustered and frustrated and um, and it feels so intense in them. So you just kind of help normalize it. Say it's okay to feel this way. This is how we're supposed to feel, but let's talk about how we're going to feel and how we are feeling. So then we can move forward. Um, you don't have to put on the brave face. That's a really important thing to remember. I know, um, particularly as parents and especially in the military community, it seems like we're just supposed to be untouched by the hard things, but that's not the case, okay? These emotions are normal. And when you express those things, that creates vulnerability, and vulnerability builds bonds. And who do you want to build stronger bonds with than your family, right? So let's normalize those emotions. Um, second, for pre-deployment, 
helping your kids set those expectations and goals. The Center for Deployment Psychology uh, describes the pre-deployment as physically present, your service member being physically present, but psychologically absent. I think anybody who's experienced a deployment knows what they're talking about. And the kids feel it, the kids see it, but they don't necessarily understand it. Anxiety.org has a wonderful article I'll put on the website, how to make a military deployment less anxious and stressful for your children. First thing they say, most important thing they say is to communicate. They want, um, you need to make it less abstract for them. Give as much practical information as possible so then they have an expectation of logistically what it's going to go like and then keep normalizing those emotions and share emotionally what to expect and what it's going to be like. And then they have this expectation baseline. They're not flying in the dark and that gives them a lot more stability because they know what to expect, right? We, we act less frantically if we know what to expect. And from there, you can set goals. You can say, um, you know, when, when our service member comes home, when it, whether it's daddy or mommy, when they come home, don't we want to like still be happy ourselves and we want to be doing really well ourselves and then we want to build our family and be happy okay what do we need to do now to do that and let them have a voice let them speak about it and then do those things do those things number three with deployment building intentional coping and support systems this is so important before your routines are all crazy Make a list, write it on paper, make it pretty, make it ugly, it doesn't matter, and then put it somewhere where everybody can see and write down the things that you want to do when you're struggling. Write down outings that you want to go do. Write down hobbies that you want to develop and the goals in those hobbies, sports, photography, whatever it is that they love. Write down those things. Um, write down ways that you want to connect with your service member per Personally, for our family, when we are struggling most, it's, okay, we need to connect with our service member. We need to figure this out. And you can get creative with that. Some connection ideas with your service member. We love the Marco Polo app. We love every Friday to get on our Red Friday shirts. We take a picture. Austin, my husband Austin takes a picture and then we give updates. We love to take pictures showing of what's going on in our world. My husband has this little tiny, it's like a Lego type thing, Yoda, that he sets on cool signs. I think he said it like by a camel once or machine gun, those type of things. And the girls love it because it's silly. It's Yoda and he's in the desert and he's out in training and all those different places. Um, you can write letters, you can read and discuss a book together. You can take whatever hobby your child loves to do and, um, still have them do it with your service member. It may need to be more prolonged, but you can write a song together. You can write a book together. You can talk about the sport and, um, you know, maybe send a video of, shooting the basketball or throwing the football or whatever it is. And then the service member can say, Hey, good job. Maybe tweak this a little bit, but you have really great form on this, whatever it is. It takes a little more time. It's a little more prolonged, but it's still totally possible. And then for the support systems, seek out the counselors, the MFLACs. Um, a lot of 
military schools have them. I know every base has them. Seek them out and go talk to them individually, as a family, however you want. Go talk to them before there's a problem. Education is the best prevention to problems. Promise, I promise you that. Um, look for deployments in your deployment groups, sorry, in your area or online. Uh, talk to your teachers, your church leaders, your, your kids' friends, your kids' friends' parents and say, hey, you know, we're going through a deployment. Would you mind coming to the games, coming to support them at the debate thing? Uh, would you mind helping them with XYZ, whatever your kid needs? And just be intentional and be specific. And people, people love to help military kids go through those things and just build the coping and the support system around them. And it will help so much. With reintegration, go at their pace, go at their pace, go at their pace, go at their pace. Okay? Everybody has changed during the deployment. Everybody will change. You, your service member, and your kid will change. Reintegration is not um, going back to the way things used to be. Reintegration is taking all these changed people and rebuilding your family. You're rebuilding the connection that your kids have with the service member, but you have to go at their pace. I have had kids who, <laughs> who've literally said, hey dad, and then have not talked the rest of the day, the first day of homecoming. The rest of the day. I've had kids who did not want dad to put them to sleep for weeks. I've had dad or I've had kids who have really struggled with dad getting back involved. And that is okay. That that emotion is normal and that is okay. But we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna recognize it and we're gonna let them go at their pace. And with rebuilding, we're just gonna continuously give opportunities for that rebuilding to happen, but keep going at their pace. So to recap, I know I spoke really fast and there's so much more that I wanna say and I'll try to put it all on the website, thewaitingwarriors.com, but normalize the emotions. Help them set expectations and goals for the time. Really build that intentional coping and support system for your children and then let them go at their pace. Pillar, thank you so much for letting me speak. It was such an honor. I'd love to hear more from you guys. If you have any more questions, feel free to shoot them at me. Can, I'd love to connect with you and hear what you liked, what you didn't like, what's helpful, where holes are for you with helping your kids. Um, cope with the deployment cycle at The Waiting Warrior on Instagram and have a great day, guys. You are doing such a great job. Bye. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this playback from the 2021 Pillar Retreat inspires and encourages you as you count down to homecoming. We hope you'll join us again for this year's digital retreat for deployment countdowns by getting your free ticket at www.pillardeploymentretreat.com.